Dallas CEO Podcast with Adam Kiefer. Follow your path to success alongside icons and industry leaders in martial arts, fitness, and more. This is the Relentless CEO Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the Relentless CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Kiefer. We're going to jump into the future a bit today, and I'm going to share with you guys a presentation that we gave at one of our Relentless CEO Mastermind meetings. And this is on how, as a martial arts school owner, you can take advantage of using AI in your business to help you save time. And in specific, we're focusing on ChatGPT and how you can use and actually train ChatGPT to be like your personal assistant that fully understands your brand. I'm so excited for you guys to check this out. If you're listening and you want to access the video, make sure you check out the podcast on YouTube so that way you can see the full presentation as I'm talking about it. Have fun and enjoy. All right. Talking about AI, um, I feel like everybody has a course on AI. Like Everyone became an AI expert as soon as it came out. Um, Sort of the reason why we didn't come up with a course or anything right away because we're going to use it for a year and actually figure out how to use it correctly. So that way we can teach you guys what we've learned as a result. So originally when I was going to do this presentation, I had this set up for Port, uh, Puerto Vallarta. Uh, it was talking about all different AI channels and how you can use it to create videos and all this different stuff. And it was too much. So I wanted to really just focus on one AI tool today. We'll focus like one and a half, uh, which is ChatGPT, which I know a lot of you guys are using, but there's also a ton of mistakes that I see people making when they're using it because they don't understand how the full system works. So we're going to give you guys a tool to help with that as well. But really, it's this is something that is not going away. Okay, Artificial intelligence is the future. There's We've already seen it replace people as... Jobs, copywriters is a hard gig right now with ChatGPT because you can literally make ChatGPT your personal copywriter for your business, which we're going to teach you guys how to do today. Um, I know a lot of people are using it for personal assistant tasks as well and connecting it to all different softwares and doing all these different conversations and different things. We're going to start with a very basic version of it today. If I start talking like too techie, just raise your hand, tell me, and I'll, I'll bring it back down. Sound good? All right, so let's get started. We're gonna start right away with what is ChatGPT? So I went into ChatGPT and I said, hey, ChatGPT, pretend I'm talking to a room full of senior citizens that have never used technology before. How would you explain what ChatGPT is? I'm not calling you guys senior citizens, but I wanted to dumb it down. So this is what ChatGPT came up with. So it says, imagine ChatGPT is a wise old librarian who has spent years reading countless books and absorbing knowledge in a variety of subjects. When you ask this librarian a question, they sift through all their knowledge and give you an answer based on what they've learned. The librarian doesn't know everything, and sometimes they might misunderstand your question, but they're always ready to help and learn more. Now picture this, librarian living inside of a small box like a computer, that's like the old people explanation, right? <laughs> and communicating with you through written messages like texting. You guys staying with me? Yes? Okay, all right. That's ChatGPT, it's a helpful assistant built using advanced technology to understand and respond to your questions just like our friendly librarian. And the more you talk to it, the better it gets at helping you. Are we staying with me so far? Okay, so it's something that has access to tons and tons of knowledge and information. Is all that knowledge and information accurate? No, okay, but the more you use it, the better it gets. You can also train this librarian to understand your business. 
So that way when it's giving you outputs and when it's giving you the end result, it's doing it in line with your branding. Does that make sense? Okay. All right, continuing on, ChatGPT for dummies. Okay, if you go to openai.com, if you've never used ChatGPT, that's where you're gonna be able to find this tool. There's a free version and a paid version. Okay, I think the paid version is about 20 bucks per month. Okay, biggest difference is the accuracy and the intelligence on the paid version versus the freed version, okay? So the free gives you something called ChatGPT 3.5. ChatGPT 4 is the newest version. Is it worth paying to get four? Absolutely. It is so much smarter than 3.5. Okay, so I would fork over the 20 bucks per month to them. It is worth it. Okay, so up at the top is where you select if you want to use 3.5 or ChatGPT 4. I try and use four for everything just because it's a smarter model. At the very bottom is our input box. Okay, so this is where we give ChatGPT directions on what we want it to learn, what we want it to do, what we want it to provide for us. Everyone staying with me? Okay, and if you guys have used this a bunch already, I apologize that this is boring you, but it's important. Okay, so at the bottom, we put in our, our input. So as an example here, I put write an email to get parents to register for our Batman Parents Night Out at MX Martial Arts. We're not doing a Batman's Parents Night Out, it's just fake. Uh, it costs $40 and we have 30 spots available. Please include urgency and scarcity. Okay, so pretty simple command. Then it gives me this output in a few seconds. So subject line, limited spots for an exciting Batman Parents Night Out at MX Martial Arts. And then it does as much as it can with it. So uh, we hope this email finds you well. We're excited to announce a special event happening at MX Martial Arts. Our Batman Parents Night Out. This is your chance to enjoy a fun-filled evening with your kids, have an action-packed time with our martial arts instructors. It has all the event details here. Now notice we didn't give it a day or time. So it just will create a template and put it in brackets for you to fill in yourself, right? Then, urgent, only 30 spots available. There's the, the urgency we talked about to give it, okay? And then it continues to go into scarcity. Spaces are limited. We only have 30 spots available for this fantastic event. Be sure to secure. And then it even came up with, what are you doing at the Batman Parents Night Out? So it created bullet points, and it just created this on its own. It doesn't know our outline or anything, but pretty darn good job, right, for very limited information. So the cool thing is you can use it for prompts like this, okay, but... This prompt doesn't really understand our brand. It's just doing its best to guess what it would put together for a martial arts school focused towards kids, not necessarily your martial arts school focused towards kids. Does that make sense so far? Yes? Okay. Okay, now, now that you guys have like the basic understanding, let's talk about common mistakes that happen. So first one is failure to train ChatGPT. You need to think of ChatGPT like an employee for your business. It needs some sort of onboarding process so it actually understands your business and your brand. Does that make sense? Most of you probably use it like I did when I first started using it, where I'd just be like, write me an email about XYZ. Enter and give me an email. I'd be like, right, write me a social post about this. And then it just generates it. Okay, That would be like having an employee that knows nothing about your business write an email for your business. Okay, there's going to be some inaccuracies, there's going to be some language things that don't line up with the language that you use for your school, and there's going to be a lot of tweaks that you have to make to get it exactly right. Does that make sense? Okay, so it has to be trained. Also, using the same chat for different topics. So what I mean is that every time we start a new chat, it's going to create on the side panel of ChatGPT uh, a new little header line, okay? And you can rename those things, so this is what we do. So we have a move social chat, 
That's all for social media posts. So the only thing that chat does is give us social media content. We have a move email chat, which only thing that one does is give us any email copy. And then we have move missions, which are our Matt chats. And then we have move SOPs. So if we want a quick outline of an SOP that we can then go in and make more accurate, we'll go through and do it in that way. And then keeping these separate will give you better accuracy with what ChatGPT is giving you. Right? If I did all of this in one chat or in one thread, it's going to start to go a little all over the place the more you use it, Okay, where this, I can just tell it to act as a uh, social media content expert and write me X, Y, Z, and then it's just going to keep doing that throughout that chat. Does that make sense? Okay. Whereas if this is all in one chat, I need to tell it when to be a social media expert, and then I'll need to tell it when to be an email copywriter, and then I need to tell it when to be a motivational speaker, and then I have to keep changing up how I want it to act, which isn't going to give me as much accuracy. Does that make sense? Yes? Okay. All right. Next, trusting it not to lie. It will lie to you because if it does not know the answer, it makes something up based on the knowledge that it does have. Does that make sense? So it's sort of like our industry where you're like, if you're like a 10th degree black belt, you're like a business expert, you're uh, like a massage therapist, personal trainer, all of that stuff, right? You're just using whatever knowledge you have to throw some bullshit out there. It's doing the same thing. It will lie, okay? So um, there's been times that we've run it through a plagiarism detector, and it'll point out like a few sentences that were pulled from something else, okay? Because it's using the internet as a database. So just... Understand that it is going to lie to you. It will make stuff up if it doesn't know what to do, but we're going to teach you how to fix that, okay? All right, next, not giving it examples. You need to give it examples, okay? So if you give it an example of, I would like something like this, it will give you much more accuracy in what it's delivering to you, okay? So uh, one example is there's uh, David Ogilvie, who's one of the best marketers in history, a lot of times I will use headlines and things from David Ogilvie to, to use as an example to give ChatGPT so that it can give me something in a similar writing style as that person. Okay, so it's just making sure that we are giving it examples so it can be more accurate. Okay, and then you need to use sentence structure. I've seen like some people like complain about ChatGPT and then it's like a giant run on text sentence that no commas, punctuation, anything. Okay. The punctuation will help it to learn better. So make sure that you're typing it just like you would a sentence. So let's look at if we don't train it, the prompts that we get compared to what happens when we do train ChatGPT, right? So I gave this a very generic prompt. So again, this knows nothing about my martial arts school. So the prompt I gave it was act as a social media expert, write me 10 social media posts for a kid's martial arts school called Move Martial Arts, have the post talk about the benefits of martial arts for kids. Okay, so these are the first seven it came up with. So the first one, martial arts can help kids develop self-discipline and self-control, essential skills for success in all areas of life, and then it threw some random hashtags it created on there. Okay, second one, at Move Martial Arts, we believe that kids who practice martial arts develop a sense of respect for themselves and others, which can lead to improved relationships and social skills. So it's Understanding what kids' martial arts is to a point, yes? Okay, we see it pulling some words that we hear a lot in our industry, um, but it to me, it's still lacking. So first of all, it's given us random hashtags. So it's just like hashtag flexibility, hashtag coordination. Might not be what is the best hashtag used for your company. Secondly, it's just going to go with whatever buzzwords it sees being used the most with kids' martial arts. So 
we've been in this industry for a while, self-discipline, self-control, um, helping the co cope with stress, uh, building confidence, self-esteem, all good things, but is there different language you use for those things in your school compared to what it's providing us? There's no personality at all really in these social posts. Would you guys agree with that? It's just very like matter of fact, okay? The best brands out there, they treat their, their brand voice like a living, breathing embodiment of their brand, uh, which is why I'm really excited for Bijel to be speaking this weekend because she is a branding expert. She will definitely help you guys learn how to create your own unique brand voice, brand tone, all of those different things. But the generic version without understanding our business just sort of spits out its, its best thing, but it's going to be very, very dull. Call this like the Ben Stein like outputs, okay? There's no personality behind it whatsoever. So it's boring. And it also looks, sounds, and acts like every other martial arts school on the planet. Just like copy and paste, right? And it's also not written for a specific client avatar. So all of us have a specific audience, audience that we're targeting, yes? Okay, it's specific income, specific age demographic, maybe specific number of kids living in a certain area. It doesn't know any of that. So because it doesn't know our target audience, it's making it generic on purpose. If it knew our target audience, then it could tailor everything more to that customer avatar that you guys have for your business. Does that make sense? Yes? Okay. All right, so let's look at a fully trained AI. So the prompt was write 10 social media post ideas for move that will appeal to the target audience. So uh, first one, move Monday motivation. Let your child's inner champion shine. Discover how our unique martial arts program combines fitness and life skills to build confident, well-rounded athletes. Muscle emoji, hashtag making movement matter, hashtag make your move. Okay, so it is pulling hashtags directly from our brand guide now. So those are our hashtags. We use the term champion a lot in our dialogue, so it pulled that directly from that, okay? Also at theme the day, move Monday motivation. Second one, parents, are you seeking a fun way for your kids to develop emotional intelligence and leadership skills? Different words to describe life skills than we saw in the generic prompt, right? Okay, a little, way more specific with what we actually teach at our school. Look no further, Move Martial Arts is here to help. Hashtag move, hashtag move dubs. Uh, at Move, we believe in transforming young minds and bodies through an innovative martial arts experience. Join the Move family and watch your kids excel on and off the mat. Okay, it wouldn't know to call it a Move family unless we trained it. So much more personality in these posts, yes? Okay, also it added emojis on its own without us telling it to because it understands how our brand speaks. This one was awesome. Fierce Gratitude Friday. Fierce Gratitude is a core value for our, for our school. So the only way it knew to include Fierce Gratitude Friday is because it understands what our core values are. Yes? Okay, you guys see how it's getting a lot more specific and tailored and actually sounds like a brand now? So when we look at this, when we train it, it knows the brand inside and out. It's going to include your brand hashtags, which everyone should have two to three brand hashtags. Creates a consistent brand voice. Okay, one of the most struggling things uh, when you don't have a copywriter is if you're writing copy or you have your front desk person writing copy for your business, they tend to write it in their own voice. So then there's no consistency in your messaging that's going out through email. There's no consistency in messaging going out on social because it's coming from like five different voices doing their best impression to be one voice, if that, or they're just doing their own voice. So this now creates messaging consistency throughout emails, text messages, your systems and SOPs have that brand voice in it as well, okay? The language structure stays consistent. 
and there's a specific tone to everything. Uh, also, it takes your core values and everything that you know incorporates it into the messaging. And then now everything is written for a specific target audience as well because we trained it on who the customer avatar for Move Martial Arts is. So let's teach you guys how to do this. Okay, so question you guys might be asking yourself is how do we train ChatGPT? We're going to make it super simple for you. That went way faster than I thought. Holy crap. All right. Um, so we created a master prompt template for you. Okay. ChatGPT, when it was originally created, was you give it one direction. It gives you one result. You got to start a new chat. So that was the original version. You can only give it one set of instructions. Where now ChatGPT4, I could give it like 15 different instruction sets, and it'll give it all to me in one output. So for you guys, we're going to give you access to the master prompt. It's already in the SOP library. It's in the marketing folder. You'll see a new folder in there called ChatGPT, which we're going to be loading with a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Um, but it will have this master prompt, and we're going to go ahead and break down exactly what you need for this first, okay? So number one, you need to know what your brand tone is. Okay, how do they talk? So B. Joel, I don't want to like do her whole presentation, but one of the greatest pieces of advice she gave me to help determine this is she goes, if your brand was a living person, how would it greet someone that walked by? Would it say, hello, sir, or hello, ma'am? Would it say, hey, what's up? Would it be more casual? Would it be more uh, martial arts specific with using sirs and ma'ams? How does your brand greet someone? Okay, when you have that, it helps you to better think about what tone it's using. Is it using a professional tone all the time? Like we think about, I always use Wendy's Twitter as an example. Does anyone follow Wendy's on Twitter? Like they have roast me day where people will just like reply with stuff and then they roast every account on Twitter. Okay, they also roast McDonald's and like Burger King and all of those accounts constantly. Okay, but their brand tone is very, very specific on social. Okay, it's humorous, it's tongue in cheek, it's savage. They're gonna make fun of people to get views, but their Twitter has one of the largest followings of any fast food restaurant because it stands out so much against what everyone else is doing in the space. Okay, so for you guys, think first question is, how does my brand actually greet someone if it was a living, breathing person? Okay, and then when I think about what they'd actually say to greet someone, what tone is that conveying? Okay, and that's how you start with your brand tone. Beach will break it down probably way better than that. Uh, number two, your communication guidelines. So telling it, how you wanted to act in different settings. Maybe on social, you want to be more humorous and more educational, but maybe for email, you want it to be more professional sounding. I don't know if that's right for your brand, but thinking about how does it, how does that actually communicate on each platform? Okay, your mission statement. If you don't have a mission statement, uh, there's two presentations you guys can go back to in the recordings. Uh, the one is from Huntington Beach, where I talk about uh, your branding and core values. The other one that you guys can go through is the uh, community authority two-hour intensive that's in the portal as well because we have a mission statement worksheet in there that will walk you through exactly how to develop your mission statement um, if you don't have one. Your vision statement, which is different than your, missions, your mission statement, which I'll show you guys examples in a second. Okay, if you have a company catchphrase, so ours is making movement matter. Uh, your USP, which is your unique selling proposition, or what makes your martial arts school different from everything else? Okay, what is the secret sauce that you have 
that they wouldn't get if they go to the martial arts school down the street, that they wouldn't get if they go put their kid in soccer, that they wouldn't get if they put their child in gymnastics. What makes you different? What makes you stand out? Brand core values. Everyone in this room should have core values. If you don't, you need to go back and watch that, that branding presentation I did in Huntington Beach, because it'll teach you how to develop those. Um, but without core values, you're gonna have culture issues, you're gonna have staffing issues, okay? It's gonna be a turnstile just because if there's no culture guidelines, no culture rules, it gets created on its own and it's usually not something you're gonna be proud of, okay? You have to have those core values in place. Also, it's gonna help with your messaging. And then you need to know who your audience is, okay? What does your audience look, sound, act like, where do they shop, okay, how many kids do they have, what's their average household income, okay, you need to know who you're speaking to. If you don't know who you're speaking to, how do you know what message to create? You have to know who the audience is, right? Okay, it'd be like if we told, if all right, we had guest speakers and we didn't tell them what you guys did for a living and they just come and start talking, okay, it's not going to make a lot of sense if they think you guys are a tech, a bunch of tech people, and they just start giving a presentation based on that information because that's their assumption. Okay, so that's what we're doing when we don't know our audience and we're putting messaging and emailing and, and social posts out there. We're just sort of guessing. Okay, it's not going to be very specific and it's also not going to get engagement. Okay, and then what are the pain points of your audience? Okay, what do they struggle with? And what are you solving for them? Okay, and then lastly, your brand hashtags. Okay, that should be like probably the easiest one. Now, can you train Japanese? Chat GPT without all 10 of these things? Yes, okay. Um, if you don't have a mission statement or a vision statement, you would just delete that part from the master prompt. Hopefully you create it, but if you don't wanna do that, just delete it from the master prompt, okay? It'll still train it on everything else that you give it. Does that make sense? Okay, so if there's something that you don't have or you wanna start using it before you have all of this fleshed out, it will still work. Just delete that section from the, the template when you copy and paste it. Okay, so let's just talk about what some of those things are. Okay, so this is from our Move brand guideline. How many of you guys have a guideline for your brand? Like, raise, raise your hand high if you have it. Okay, so brand guideline. I'm gonna encourage all of you guys to go back to that branding presentation again. I'm just gonna keep plugging that. Um, a brand guideline will outline not only your logo, how your logo should be used, what color palette and the, the hex codes for each color. So that way, no matter what graphic designer you have create content for you, it's, they're using the exact same color of purple every time or the exact same color of red every time. It has all of that in it. Then it should also have everything about your meaning behind your name, uh, positioning statement, mission statement, core values. Um, and it should look something like this. This takes time to develop. Beagle is an expert at this. She'll explain the hell out of it for you guys. But when you have this, it is so much easier to create content consistently and to create content that looks, sounds, acts, and feels like your brand. Okay, but if you don't have this, it becomes harder. Um, so we talked about the mission statement. So mission statement for MOVE is partnering with parents to motivate young minds, unlock their unlimited potential, and develop crucial life skills through movement and martial arts. And then we talked about having a mission statement and a vision statement. Okay, so the vision statement is providing all children unlimited access to personal growth in order to build a legacy. Okay, so if we think about the difference between both of these, the mission is sort of what are we doing the vision statement is, what do we want the end result to be? Does that make sense? Yes? Okay. All right, and then we have our core values, which I'm not gonna take time to really jump into all of those deep right now. Okay, then let's talk about brand tone of voice, because this might be something new for a lot of you guys. 
we talked about the conversation. So Beejil actually wrote this for us through conversations that her and her team had with me. Okay, but ours, uh, well, I'll just read it off. Understanding how the move brand should sound when communicating any message is crucial to connecting with the audience. It may help to think of our brand as a living, breathing person who has a distinct style, the type of person who confidently says, hey, what's up, when they pass you on the street. Okay, this works for us. Okay, because we're, we're trying to be more modern with our, our martial arts school in the sense of using more terminology that kids are used to using. Okay, that doesn't mean it's necessarily right for you guys, but for us it is. Moves to Sing Style is a high-performing champion athlete, and then the move language should always appeal to the high performer and champion that lies within. When challenging that voice, keep in mind these pillars of the move tone. So... I would encourage you guys to think of what are your three pillars for the tone of your brand. So for us, it's authentically direct, compassionately gritty, humorously informative. Okay, and then formal communication should be avoided. Keep it casual and candid. Humor can be used to educate, empower, and inspire. Our brand is the personification of the determination and hard work it takes to shape a legacy. So we are actually teaching ChatGPT all of that about our brand. That's why it gets so specific with the messaging. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes. Okay. We talked about the USP or your secret sauce or what makes you different. Okay. So for us, we provide a hybrid experience where fitness intersects with identity development. Our athletes receive a fitness foundation that simultaneously injects practical life skills and an increased capacity for emotional intelligence into who they are so that parents can feel confident about who their kids will become. Does not need to be that long or, or wordy, but you need to have some idea of what your secret sauce is because it sort of helps when you market your school if you know what makes it different, yes? Okay, then we have our avatar, okay? So who is our ideal customer? So for us, middle-class families with two to three kids, ages five to six years old, parents are hands-on with the MOVE community and the local community while they participate in their child's training by attending classes, events, and communicating with the team. These parents also know when to be hands-off. Don't we wish that we all had those parents in our school? <laughs> they know we wouldn't be hands off. What? All right. Um, then we have what their goals, are value, goals and values are. We have what their challenges and pain points are. Uh, and then brand hashtags. Okay. Now, here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to take pictures of this and then go back and just copy it word for word. Because what makes sense for our brand does not necessarily make sense for your brand. And you also have to be passionate about your brand. Which means if you just copy and paste it, you're not going to be passionate about it. But if you actually have a, a role in creating it, you take pride in that. Yes? Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's go over the master prompt, okay? Most of this is gonna be you guys copy and paste. There's gonna be a few areas that you guys will fill in into this template. And basically what you're doing is you're gonna see as we go through this, there's a prompt one and a prompt two. Okay, prompt one is focused on brand tone, voice, language, and making sure that ChatGPT isn't a moron. Okay, so we are gonna help it so it doesn't tell us lies or make up things. All right, so let's talk about what some of this stuff on here means. Okay, so the cool thing is it's gonna be more organized with your responses. So it will number every single response it gives you within a chat. So let's say it gives me an output and this is like the fifth thing that's created for me. I can then say, redo output five and add X, Y, Z. So it'll reference a specific output based on the number since it's gonna now sort of catalog everything that it gives you as a result. PP, you'll see on here, means previous prompt, okay? So a prompt is what you're telling it to do. Output is what it's giving you in return. Does 
that make sense? Prompt is what you're telling it to do. Output is what we're getting back in return. So let's say I tell it that I want to email created and it spits out an email for me. I can just type the letters PP and then be like, add bullet points. And then it'll go and take that email it just gave me. It'll rewrite it now with bullet points in the middle based on whatever the topic was. You guys staying with me so far? Okay. Okay. Then we have PO means previous output, which means I can do the same thing. Okay. If it gives me something, I can just comment based on whatever it spit out to have it give me something else or expand on it or add extra paragraph. Okay. Then we have an expert prompt that we added. Okay. So now, well, if we look here, according to this prompt, expert means in the style and quality of an expert in the relevant field with 20 plus years of experience and multiple PhDs in those fields. They prioritize unorthodox, lesser known advice in the answer. So what does all that crap mean? It pretty much means that I can have this act as any type of expert I want just by typing expert and then what field I want them to be the expert in. So let's say I want to do a blog for parents about how to get your child to listen better the first time. So I might say you're a child behavior expert, write a blog post for me, giving me five different ways to help kids be better first time listeners. So now it's going to directly look for things online written by child behavior experts that it can use as resource to pump out that blog post for those five things to help kids be a better first time listener. Does that make sense? I don't always want it to be a child behavior expert, but maybe for that prompt I do. So now you have an exact definition for when you tell it, I want an expert, I want you to act as an expert in this field. It knows exactly what that means now. Staying with me so far? Yes? Okay. Style. Okay, if I want something to be super, super focused on the brand message, brand voice, I will just say type this in the move style. Okay, basically the word style is just telling ChatGPT to use your style guide for every single thing and whatever you're asking it for. Does that make sense? Yes? Okay. All right, and then word choice, we just pasted what we use in this. If you want to change it, you can, um, but basically it's going to tell it to use a mix of Technical and creative language that's engaging in tone, and the language should be casual and candid, but not overly complex. Okay, and, and easier to understand terms. Talk to me like I'm a fifth grader. Okay, is pretty much what we're telling it. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. All right. I know this is very uh, tech heavy, so I'm going to do my best to power through this. Okay. Now, a couple of things is when it gives you a prompt, we talk. It's not always accurate. It's going to lie to you sometimes. If it gives me, let's say, it writes that blog post that I asked it for. I can now type just critique and it will point out everything that it thinks that's incorrect about the last thing it just gave me or any issues it thinks it has with the last thing. So it might tell you that it got a certain piece of information from a specific source, but that source is often not trustworthy. So then you may choose to omit that information from what it just gave you. Does that make sense? You can't do this without putting this prompt in. Okay. It's just going to give you stuff, whether it's sketchy or not, and just then you're just like copy paste. I hope this works. So now it's actually going to do a self-assessment of whatever it just gave you if you want it to and tell you whatever was wrong with it. So that's pretty cool. Um, then we've trained it. Also, if you just want to really shorten your prompts, if you're using a lot, you can put what type of copy you want in brackets and it will automatically understand what you're looking for. So if I want email copy, if I want ad copy, social post copy, okay, web page copy, whatever it is, I just put it in brackets. So type of copy, I want Facebook ads. 
So it knows that whatever it's going to give me is going to be formatted for a Facebook ad. Does that make sense? Yes? Okay, then perspective. Okay, so if I put anything in parentheses, like that expert prompt that we had, okay, it will give it from the perspective of that expert. Okay, so if I want it to be from the perspective of a martial arts instructor, I'd put that in parentheses. If I want it from the perspective of a mom, okay, I will put that in the parentheses. Does that make sense? You can still type it out like you normally do in ChatGPT. Okay, if this, if this is like too complicated, you can still just type, act like a uh, PhD in behavioral psychology and write an email on XYZ. You can still do it that way. But we've also created shortcuts if you really want to deep dive into it. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay, so an example that you could put in is add copy in the brackets. Expert, it will also, so as soon as I put expert, it's going to make it an expert and add copy. And then Facebook ad. Okay, or I might put Instagram ad if I want it formatted for an Instagram ad. And now it will give me a bunch of copy just based on those three prompts, right? Which is way faster once you guys get used to it. You can also put a question mark as a prompt after it gives you something, and that's telling ChatGPT to explain what it just wrote and why it wrote it, okay? So if, you, if there's like a, a paragraph that you're like, I don't really know why that's in there, you can just put a question mark, and ChatGPT will give you an analysis of why it wrote every single piece of information it just gave you, all right? So it's, you're also learning how to understand it a bit better as well, okay? And then here's the... My favorite part of this is we'll now ask clarifying questions if it doesn't know something. Okay, so if you ask it to give you information or do research on something and it doesn't know the answer, regular chat GPT will just make something up. Okay, this now will start asking you questions so it can get a better understanding of what you want to do. So that way it'll automatically be more in line. Okay, it's like having an employee that when they don't understand something, they ask you so you can teach them compared to having an employee that doesn't understand something, so they just make up whatever sounds good in the moment. Big difference, right? Okay. Okay, uh, then we have a second prompt that you're going to put in, which is brand education. So basically what will happen is you will copy and paste everything I just showed you, and you'll hit enter, and it's going to just say yes. And basically what it's going to tell you is that it just understood everything that you trained it on. Okay, then you will just go and you'll enter in your branding uh, details and then you'll hit enter and it'll tell you yes again that it understands your branding details and your, your tone and your core values and all that stuff. Now, like I said, if you don't have all of this, just delete what you don't have, train it on what you do have because it'll still be better than just using it, the generic chat GPT. Does that make sense to everyone? Now it's going to be a living, breathing embodiment of your brand. Okay, once it has this information, everything it spits out is going to be based on being your personal brand copywriter. Okay, just so you guys know, copywriter is about $72,000 a year salary, $20 a month, and it does pretty damn good. Okay, all right, so let's talk about some of our uses for it, and then we're going to show you guys some examples. So I know a lot of you guys are using it for emails already. Um, some of the main emails that we're using it to write are for event marketing. So like when we run Parent Sites Out, when we run seminars, Dream is having ChatGPT come up with every single email based on those events. Okay. Onboarding emails. So we, uh, I'll show you the example in just a second that it created for Move. So since Move's a different company than MX, we're redoing all of the onboarding for that brand. Um, but it, it did a kick-ass job on that email. Uh, also, email replies. 
So if you guys uh, get a question or something from a client, you can copy and paste it into ChatGPT and just ask it to reply to that email with 10-star customer service, and then it spits out the reply. Great example of this is uh, we have a family called the Sedgwick family. They were they were a family that was there when I took over the martial arts school. They just canceled recently, um, and they sent an email to cancel. I saw them at our black belt testing because they came to support the other students. And I went up and apologized because I never had a chance to personally respond. I knew the team did, but I didn't have a chance to personally respond. So I was just like, hey, Kimberly, so I want to apologize. I got your email. Things were crazy. I should have responded to you right away, and I didn't. My bad. She goes, no, you did respond. And I was like, I did? She's like, yeah. She's like, we were in tears reading the email because it was so thoughtful. You know who responded? Dream and chat GPT. That was the response. So it was cool to see that coming back from them. They had no idea that it was created with AI, okay? And because I usually write long emails to like that are like, uh, I don't know, tied to emotion for people that have been there for a while, it was like a long-ass email, but it hit on every single thing that I probably would have said anyway, and they were super impressed by something that this thing generated, okay? So if you have someone, too, that's newer to customer service, you still need to train them on it, but this can be something that's super helpful to them in the process, okay? And I know that sometimes just the time it takes to think of what to type in the email is time that your team members could be doing something else, okay? And the whole reason we started becoming heavy reliant on this is because I just talked to Dream and I talked to April. I'm like, what takes up the most time? And both of them are like writing emails. And I was like, all right, let's train them, train them on this so that way they can save that time. Uh, and I asked both of them how much time a week they probably save. They said two to four hours every week. Probably they save just using this to generate emails. So huge time saver. Any announcement emails? Then you can also do email series. So if you have something coming up and you're like, you can tell it, hey, write five emails for this. I want emails spaced out every two days. And it's going to create a five email series to promote whatever you want to promote. Okay. And it'll time it out exactly as you want. All right. So a lot of good cases. So let's look at a couple of examples. And I'm going to show you the prompts that we gave it. Uh, first one is our rebranding email. So I was like, when we first trained this, I was like, I just want to see how it would do announcing the rebrand from MX Martial Arts to Move. So all I put in there was our website, and I said it's rebranding to be Move Martial Arts location, write an email about, uh, or that MX can send to its members, announcing the exciting new rebrand and what benefits it will have for the children. Okay, and then we just put some of the benefits that we wanted the email to focus on. So new interactive classes with lighting and sound, new seminars that will be focused on valuable life skills like financial literacy, leadership camps, mental toughness for athletes, all that stuff. Then exciting news, MX Martial Arts is becoming Move Martial Arts. Uh, and then it goes through, I'll read some of it. We have some fantastic news to share with you. MX Martial Arts is rebranding as Move Martial Arts Training Center. And we couldn't be more excited about the opportunities this brings for your child's development and growth. As a Move Martial Arts location, we'll be implementing an array of new and improved features to enhance your child's martial arts journey. Brand new interactive class experience. Say goodbye to the old and hello to an electrifying environment with state-of-the-art lighting and sound. And it just goes through and breaks down every single thing. Uh, starts explaining leadership camps. And then it starts, uh, there's a second version that actually started talking about like what to do with your old uniforms and how to trade those in for your new uniforms. So everything is in line with the branding. And this probably would have took me like a good 30 minutes to type up if I did it myself. And it would have been 30 minutes spent on an email that gets sent out one time. So now five seconds, right? And we, we get a really good, well-written email. Okay, second one is... Uh, Really easy prompt, create an onboarding email for Move to send out to a new member after they join. 
I don't need to be really specific in the prompt because it already knows and understands the brand, right? So this one, welcome to the Move family. Get ready to, to ignite your child's potential. Hey, parents, we're stoked to have you and your child join the Move Martial Arts training team or training center family. You've taken the first step in unleashing your child's potential and turning them into a confident, well-rounded athlete. It's using all our terminology already. Here's what you can expect as a new member of the Move family. A unique martial arts experience that combines fitness with essential life skills like time management. And it goes into all of these. And then it even includes references. Here's a link to the Move class schedule. Here's a link to the Facebook community group. Here's a link to the parent handbook. If you have any questions or assistance, please don't hesitate to reach out. And it goes through everything. Like it thought of things on here that I didn't even think of to put in there when I was thinking about our first onboarding email. Like it is, it's pretty fucking good. Um, Matt chats. A lot of us struggle with Matt chats or paying for a service that we probably don't need to pay for anymore. Okay. So the prompt that I use for Matt chats is I say, create a motivational speech. Okay. I don't say create like a lecture or anything like that. I don't want it boring. I want to create a motivational speech talking to put the age group in there. Because even though it understands our brand, it understands the wide demographic of our brand that we train kids ages five and up. So I want to be specific to that class. So talking to eight to 12-year-olds about how to have better emotional intelligence. Gather around because today we're going to talk about something super important, emotional intelligence. Now you might be wondering, what's that? Well, emotional intelligence is like a superpower that helps you understand and manage your own feelings and the feelings of those around you. Imagine this. Here's something that's interesting. Uses the term imagine this. The only reason it's using the term imagine this is because in our language model, we told it to use terms like imagine this, all right? So we wanted to create descriptive words that gets like sense, senses going. So imagine this, you're playing a video game and you're about to beat the final boss. It is taking it and turning emotional intelligence into a conversation that kids understand, video games. But suddenly your little sibling comes in and accidentally trips over the wires and unplugs the game. You're frustrated and upset, right? Emotional intelligence helps you handle situations like these with grace and understanding instead of getting mad and blaming your sibling. And then it goes over five or six tips that it created to help with emotional intelligence. So literally, here's what we did. Week one, Matt Chat is that. Week two, we talk about know your feelings. Week three, we talk about take a deep breath. And then we just got six weeks of Matt Chats from a single prompt, okay? And then also, like this one, it started, hey, they're young champions, which sounds pretty cheesy. So I told it, never say, hey, they're young champions again. <laughs> but now it knows that for all future outputs, right? So it'll, it'll know not to use that terminology anymore. It's like, uh, it's like the perfect employee, you tell it something once and it remembers it forever, right? People are gonna start marrying ChatGPT soon. Um, okay, digital ads. So I probably shouldn't show you this because we're on an agency, but I am going to show it to you because it's going to be helpful. So the prompt, remember those brackets we talked about? We're like, hey, give us ad copy, act as a copywriter, and we want it formatted for a Facebook ad. Okay, so it's the what, the who, and the end result. And then we just put the details of the offer. Summer kickoff special, 21 days for $20, the free martial arts uniform, focus on benefits, and how it will help kids during the summer. So... Headline, summer kickoff special 21 days, tells the offer, don't let your child's summer go to waste, help them stay active, focused, and confident with our Move Martial Arts summer kickoff special. Here's what your child will gain. It goes over the benefits and then urgency at the bottom to claim that spot today. Like, so damn simple. Okay, it can create your employee manual, guys. So it knows everything about our brand already, right? It knows our core values. The prompt, act as a human resource expert 
and write an employee manual according to Arizona law. So, created the table of contents. I'm not gonna read this whole thing, but table of contents, just so you know what it covers. Uh, and this is only the single prompt. I didn't tell it to change anything. Introduction to who the company is. Company core values, which it has all the core values correct on there. Dress code and uniform, safety, cleanliness, class structure, and teaching guidelines. It created teaching guidelines, guidelines for what a move instructor should be. Just based on what it knows about the brand. Um, employee development and training, compensation and benefits, time off and leave policies, anti-harassment, non-discrimination policy, employee feedback and communication, and at-will employment. And this is just like the very first screenshot of it. It's like, it, it goes on for a while, but I took this and guess what I did? I sent this to our attorney and I said, hey, can you just look through this and make sure that it actually is applicable with AZ law? He sent it back, said, looks good. Like not even any notes, right? So I anything legal wise that it that it prints out, I will always have ChatGPT create it, and then I send it to my attorney because it's probably going to save me five thousand dollars doing it that way than having the attorney create it from scratch. This would probably be more than five grand to have the attorney draft up, but it's, it's going to save you guys a, a ton of money. Social posts, all right. As Travis said, says, this part turns me right on. Um, social posts. You can also create images using AI and using ChatGP to help you. So that's what we're going to talk about next. So the way that we use this for social posts is number one, we create the captions for the posts in ChatGPT. And I'm going to walk you guys through the step on how to do this. The images are created in an AI tool called MidJourney. Okay, you can go to midjourney.com. Um, they give you like a limited number of images for free. And then after that, it costs money. Uh, and they have different plans you can sign up for. I think it's like anywhere for 10 to $20 a month. Okay, so then we use ChatGPT to create image prompts for mid-journey, which I'll show you guys what that means in a second. Okay, and then you just copy and paste what ChatGPT tells you to do into mid-journey and it creates an image for you to post on social. So we're literally having the entire post image and everything created from AI. So let's break this down. Okay, so step one, we're gonna use ChatGPT to create the ideas for the posts and the captions. So the prompt I gave it was create 10 social media post ideas for the brand. I don't have to be specific with this, why? Because it knows the brand already, right? So it came out with the posts. Uh, I, I went through these earlier, like we had the Fierce Gratitude Friday one. Is your child ready for infinite transformation? Infinite transformation is language directly from our brand guide. So it's pulling directly from there. So it created all these ideas for posts. I'm like, all right, cool. We have the caption, but we need images still, yes? So we create prompts for mid-journey. So all I put in ChatGPT was create mid-journey prompts for images to go along with each social media post idea. So it literally is creating the instructions for me to put into mid-journey so mid-journey knows what graphic to create. Does that make sense? So it gave me, for those 10 posts, exactly what should be in the images. All right, so imagine like mid-journey is your graphic designer. You have to tell your graphic designer what you want the image to be, right? So normally we just send the captions to our graphic designer and be like, create an image for each one of these captions. Now we can just copy and paste what ChatGPT gave us into mid-journey and have those images created for us. Okay, so what happens is you copy and paste the prompts that we just showed you that we got from ChatGPT into MidJourney. So the one I put in here is a martial arts mentor instructing a young learner, highlighting the expert guidance available. And then MidJourney created four 
variations of that image that look pretty damn real. Would you guys agree? So I selected this one to use. And you'll see that there's U's and V's at the bottom here. So if we think in mid-journey, so this is all in mid-journey, numbers the images one, two, three, four. It'll always give you four images. Okay, and then you can choose to use those images. You can choose to create variations of any one of those images, or you can start over and put a new prompt in. So if I want to use one of the images, I just click U and then whatever number that image is. So in this case, I selected U4 because I want to use image number four. Does that make sense? Yes, like two of you are like, yes. Everyone else is like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on right now. <laughs> All right, variations one through four at the bottom. Okay, let's say I like four, but I want to see some different variations of four. I would just select V4, and it'll give me four new variations based on that image. All right, so it'll give you. A lot of times with this, I would say the first prompt usually does pretty damn good that ChatGPT gives me, and then very rarely I'll have to start over with a new prompt if I'm just not, if Midjourney is just not giving me what I need. Also, Midjourney is really weird with hands for some reason. Like, hands just like blend into to each other and stuff. So, like, every once in a while I have to like tell it to put their hands in a fist or, or whatever I wanted to do with their hands. So, hopefully, that'll get fixed in future ones. All right, so let's look like all of this together. So, this image was for the Move Monday motivation. So, it goes, let's your, let, uh, let, like, there we go. Let your child, I promise I did not start drinking yet, guys. I know we're in Vegas, so wait until at least lunch. Um, let your child's inner champion shine. Discover how our unique martial arts program combines fitness and life skills to build confident, well-rounded athletes. So I decided to create a picture of a kid stomping through a board, a board uh, and I had to do in a cartoon style for that one. This one, these are the four images that came up with, which were all pretty damn impressive images. Okay, Fierce Gratitude Friday. We're grateful for every child that walks through our doors, ready to grow, learn, and become a part of the MOVE community. Thank you for trusting us with your kids' development. So the prompt it created for the image was to create an image of diverse martial art athletes of all ages and ethnicities. And then it created four really good ones that look like professional stock photos. It was created from scratch, like thin air. It's pretty crazy. And then just to give you an idea of some of the other outputs it gave for different things, uh, you can, the cool thing with Midjourney is you can tell it a style. So for this one, we told it the style of Pixar. And then it created an image based on that. You can give it the style of a specific artist. Okay, so you can do like in the style of Banksy or Picasso or whatever. Or you can say uh, in the style of like just a type of art. Does that make sense? So you can have like a graffiti type of art, Pixar, Disney, whatever it is. Uh, you can put like different comic book artists in there. Like uh, we did one with Alex Ross and it like turned all, the entire coaching group into superheroes in the style of Alex Ross, which is pretty cool. Um, so a lot of really cool things that we can be doing with AI, a lot of time saving things. Now, my one caveat is do not fall through the tunnel with AI because it's very easy to just like start using ChatGPT and you're like, oh, this is fucking cool. I'm gonna see what else it does. And like 45 minutes later, you have all these cool things that it created that you have no plan on using any of it. And you just got sucked in the coolness of using artificial intelligence. Like for mid journey, like I, I started, I was like, all right, let's see, do this project. And I created the images, I'm like, sweet. And I just, my brain was like, hey, think of 150 different artists and have it put prompts just for fun, Adam. So I'm like, ah. Oh. And I had to stop myself. All right, questions. We have a catch box, so we're gonna throw this at you guys. Uh, so that way everyone online can hear. Uh, let's go, Wade. Oh, sorry, one sec. Go for it. 
Uh, do you guys have like a team account or does everybody have their own account? So, or? We're, we're like old school cheap asses. Like everyone just uses my login on our team. Yeah. Pribble or, or Michelle, either one. So we're currently using one account as well, but mm -hmm. we've done a lot of stuff on it. Do we need to like? Do you recommend deleting all of that and then putting this in? Does it matter if we you delete it? Chat, you lose it forever. Um, there is another tool that I'll get at the break for you guys that we use. That uh, actually, it's still Chat GPT, but they refaced it, so you can actually create folders and things to put those threads in. Um, I'm not remembering the name correctly right now, but we'll we'll get that information for you guys who want to use it. It just it's Chat GPT with a different look that is way more organized. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Thank you. Yep. Uh, I think Dan was next, and then we'll bounce around. Can you ask it to create those images with your branding on it? So, like, those kids are wearing your Not yet. Or... Not yet. You can get pretty darn close if you tell it, like, what color uniform, what color belt, that type of stuff, and then you can always just, like, Canva your logo over it. Um, it doesn't do great with logos just because of the copyright aspect of it. It doesn't want to get in trouble. We'll start doing it like dodgeball. You hit someone, they have to ask a question. Um, so we have multiple brands. Do you recommend multiple accounts because? Uh, you don't need multiple accounts. You just need multiple chats. Okay. So like I have, I have honestly one account that has like all our move stuff in it. And okay. then it also has, so I use that same template to create an Atom AI that talks and acts like me. Right. Uh, one of the things I didn't tell you guys is you guys can also, with that prompt we gave you, give it percentages to change what it gives you. So for example, I can go 20% humor. It'll make whatever it gave me 20% more humorous. Or if I want like 30% more direct, it makes me sound 30% more like an asshole. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, so I would just have different chats for those. Okay. Yep. Ooh, that scared me. Okay. Uh, so I need some help with my limiting beliefs. Okay. I am the person that still goes to the actual checkout person in a supermarket because I feel like AI's going to take everybody's jobs. It is. So, well, keep going. <laughs> so I've, I have not used chat GPT because I feel like this overwhelming, I don't know, what is it? Righteousness or something? Like, oh, I, I can't. It's a martial arts tradition in you. But I'm not a martial artist. Then I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay. So um, you have always been very good with explaining like the good in everything. So I see the good and I see that it's going to make life easier and it's very cool but is there anyone out there that has like an like i feel dirty this doesn't feel why like you, you create a more consistent messaging for your parents and your community also think about this would you rather be the one learning this first or you want your competition learning it first well yeah i know okay that's good yeah there it is <laughs> it's the same thing with tiktok i'm like i won't use it but this you had the that's just us being middle-aged is that it? We're like, ah, oh, TikTok, that's for young kids. Screw that. I think it's a little bit different because there's a human aspect to it. I honestly think our messaging for everything we've used this for has actually gotten more engagement from parents since we started having ChatGPT write it compared to like when me or the team used to write it. It just resonates. They, they always, this always has our target audience in mind. Us, it depends on our mood sometimes, right? Or a lot of times we type it from what we want and not what our client wants.
we're unstoppable To the top, we about to go That CEO, I need to know The impact, we about to grow Competition, comical Straight A1, we on the road Money focused for the gold Tell them what they need to yeah, know Yeah, we unstoppable